For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. I'm Syl. And we're recording in a mini blizzard. I won't say it's a blizzard because everybody laughs for people from Toronto when we say it's a blizzard, but uh, they did say it was a blizzard (laughs) in Environment Canada. And I'm actually wondering if Austin Matthews have seen this, this much snow. I don't know. Unless he's gone to like Midwest uh, America and into skiing and stuff. But um, yeah. I, I would be interested to see if he has, and uh, but I think the the practice might be canceled since the gardener is closed. So yeah, it'd be hard for them to get down there to the practice arena probably today. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, we actually have an exciting show today because we actually have games to talk about this time. Last last show we only had the one game versus Ottawa, but. Uh, They've been back uh, for a little bit, and um, yeah, so we got some games to talk about, and then we also have the winner of our holiday giveaway to announce at the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned for that. And But first, we have a couple of quick notes just regarding the All-Star Game roster announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and of course, Austin Matthews was chosen as captain of the Atlantic Division, and Jack Campbell was also chosen by the fans, and it will be his first time as an All-Star. Um, another note to add, I can still try to get... Uh, uh, JT in as well uh, is the last man in. We've done our voting and hopefully uh, the rest of Lease Nation has also, because obviously people are going to be listening to this on Wednesday, it will be too late to actually uh, put that call to action out. So we hope that yeah. everybody did uh, get their votes in to get JT in. Yeah, well, all the all the Leaf players have definitely put it out there on their Instagram mm-hmm. accounts and everything. They put on their stories to do that. and uh, And I think... A lot of Lee fans, too, I know myself included, we also were putting in Nas as well. Oh, I did, too. I mean, I can't believe that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I can't, be- I can't believe that he didn't get chosen. To I be know, because uh, he's like I top mean, like, five in scoring or something like that, right? Yes. Still? He's, he's yeah. fifth, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's enough for me and should be enough for a lot of people, but uh anyhow, we voted for him, too. And um yeah, and I'm happy for Jack Campbell, but... I still wouldn't have minded if he had the time off a little bit. I know that we've had enough time off, I guess, from the Christmas break. Yeah, true. But just, uh, I don't know. But still, it's good for him and and uh, and everything that he's been through and 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 finally. Yeah, and uh, I noticed also Freddie uh, Anderson is also going to be going. Yes. So, so yeah. Austin and Freddie will be able to, you know, kind of pal around <laughs> yeah. again, which is, I guess, nice for them. And have their have their little chat mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, they're in the same they're in the same mm-hmm. conference, so they can uh, hang out together a little bit. So that'll be that'll be good. So yeah, so a couple other quick notes. Um, first, about Zach Hyman's return to Toronto, I really hope the Leafs do a proper tribute for him when the fans are in the building because um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny to nothing really. I mean, they few people said it on social media and that, but how he was waving to nobody in the crowd, like that was kind of funny when he got up on the bench and. <laughs> And he was like, hi. It's like, <laughs> well, he might not have been I'm waving like, to nobody because he might have had like his friends and family, his personal friends and family in the in the rink because they're allowed to have a thousand people. So it's highly yeah. likely that yeah, he, that his, uh, you know, <laughs> wife and kid Maybe. and stuff were in the in the stands. So that's probably who he was waving to. Maybe. Yeah. But I hope that they just do something when we're there. I think it's. I guess to show uh, like the actual fans uh, of the team that watched him play as a Leaf and to show our appreciation for him. I'm sure they will. Like, and even if they don't like do something formal, I bet there will be uh, something impromptu for him, you know, where the fans will just show their appreciation. Um, He's having, they're going through a tough time right now though. (laughs) Let's just say that he must be thinking that he's back in Toronto again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. With, uh, with what the Oilers are doing. But um, yeah, and then one other item we want to highlight before getting into the show. And if you're following us on social media, you would have seen our question that was highlighted on the TSN Sports Center with Jay Onright. That's right. We want to thank uh, Craig Button and Jay Onright for answering our question about lease prospects. And if you didn't see it, you can find it on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And our handle is, of course, at LTL1917. All right, so let's get into some leave talk and what seems like the never-ending road trip that they are currently on, starting with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Then we're going to get into the Ladies Talk and Leafs highlight reel, and we will end off with, of course, the third period. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Good, the bad, the ugly. Okay, starting off with the good, as always. Um, so my good is Michael Bunting, the good old Scarborough boy. <laughs> and um, I did not, well, I think I heard this before, but did you know that he is a rookie? Technically, he's a rookie because he, he hasn't played enough games. Yes. I right. did not know that. So I just assumed so he played he, enough games. No, because he only played... From what I looked, I haven't written it down, but I think he played six games in the first season. Uh-huh. And then last season, he only played like 25 or something. So he's still a rookie. Wow. With, uh, yeah. And uh, I didn't know this until I went on NHL.com and I happened to see his um, face there in the rookie scoring. And he's actually in a three-way tie for fourth in rookie scoring as of today, Monday. That's not too shabby. So when we're recording this. So that's, yeah, that's pretty good. But um I mean, he's definitely worked out well, obviously, as a player um, that Kyle Dubas signed at a much cheaper price than Zach mm-hmm. Hyman. Um, two years at a 950K, he, he, which is pretty good. He's similar style to Hyman, but he has that 
the chirping, basically, I which want, is more I like Darcy they, Tucker. I guess they probably can't mic him up, but... I would love to know what he says, because like that game against St. Louis, what the hell did he say to Krug? Like, that's what I want to know. I, know. Could, I, Nobody don't, really... I don't know what he says, because it doesn't even like he doesn't make it as obvious as like, say, Brad Marchand. Like, you know, when he's doing something. No. And yes. he is so yeah. sneaky. I have no idea. And I'm just I... I just am so curious as to what the heck he's actually saying. Like he, I was saying yeah. to my family, like the guy must do research before the game <laughs> on players to figure out what he's going to dig at. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty masterful yeah. how, what a rise he gets yeah. out of people. And, uh, yeah. And he, I mean, he doesn't, the only thing he doesn't, he doesn't play the PK like Hyman That's used right. to play on the PK. Cause, but, but you never uh, know. Like I they just, could def, they could maybe you know, develop that part of his game yeah. eventually. I mean, as you said, yeah. he's still a rookie. Lots yeah. of development yeah. left for and him. Then, but then we have other players too that basically, because I don't think, I was reading somewhere too, and it's true. It's not just, it's not just one player replacing Hyman. It's kind of like a group That's of true. them now, like that, that Kyle Dubit, like they got David Kemp. Well, they basically the got PPA. all of those guys for about the same cost as, as Hyman yes. got this year. Or even mm-hmm. less. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about I'm well, we won't get into the other name I was going to mention, which is the bad. So we'll we'll move on to your good. Let's go into okay, your, good. So, Who's your good. Um, my good this time around, I'm going to say Willie Nylander. Now, people might say, why choose him? Because in this segment of games, he didn't really put up as many points. But I find that it's not necessarily uh, the the. The offense, you know, finishing, which obviously has been great this year, but he is doing so many other things and contributing in other ways. Like in um, one of the games, he had two pretty key assists. Uh, He had the shootout winner and Keith is trusting him on the ice to to, um, you know, close out games and stuff, too, with that line. So. He's even got uh, he's even got some PK time 100%. too. One hundred percent. So like he's really expanded yeah. his game um, significantly this year. I just love his demeanor. Like I've been saying, he's like definitely looks like he's on a yeah. mission. He has matured a lot um, as a player, and um, yeah, I just I'm really impressed with him. And he is always a threat as a game breaker. I still think he has that in his back pocket always. So, so yeah, he is, he is my good. Yeah, for sure. No. And he's just continued that. I mean, I think it started pretty much last in last year's playoffs. Like mm-hmm. he just conti- has continued to roll from that uh, series. Cause he, he really played well versus the uh, Habs last year. And, um, and it's just that consistency, I think too, that he's, he's more consistent now. Yeah, he doesn't um, kind of go on be, uh, his little jaunts yeah. as much as, as he did as yeah, in past exactly. seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's just becoming more of a complete player. And, um, and his next point is actually going to be number 300. So that's, uh, that's going to be a big thing for him. And, uh, yeah, so that's, I'm totally with you with Willie. I don't know. It's like you said, his demeanor too. Like there's just something, uh, I don't know, something about it that he, he seems to be on a mission. Definitely. <laughs> Say, yeah. All right. So let's move on to the All bad. Right. Who you got? Yeah. All right. I think a lot of people got this guy. It's Nick Ritchie. I don't know. Um, this is one of them. 
moves that Kyle Dubas has made that just hasn't worked out, um, at least still not yet. We're almost halfway to the season, and uh, he's actually cleared waivers now. No, so um, you got to feel for the so, guy, too, in a way, you know? Like, yeah. I'm sure this is not yeah, when he thought it was going to be like either, you know? No, so no. No, but that'll help us. The fact that he cleared waivers, that's going to help us a little bit with the salary cap if we end up sending him to the taxi squad or down mm-hmm. to the Marlies. But now he's on the COVID protocol list, so his luck still hasn't uh, happened uh, too good. So, um, but yeah, once everyone gets back, because they were saying for Saturday's game versus St. Louis, they were saying that we were going to have a full lineup and then all yeah. of a sudden we had Kasha. Hall and Richie on the on the protocol list. So um yeah, but once he comes back, I think he's gonna be the odd man mm-hmm. out. And um I mean he only had I thought he was actually turning it around versus the Avalanche where he scored a goal. Yeah, I know, but then he had like but then he tur- bad penalties and yes. stuff and Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of dumb penalties and uh and it I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be going do you well think, for him and do you think um, it's because he's like I, I, I wonder. It's because if his skating is more of an issue than they thought it was going to be, because I think that happens. Like if you're not fast enough to mm-hmm. keep up with the pace of of your yeah. team, then you know yeah. you're you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to be too late for things. You're it's you know yeah you're you yeah. have to get in the yeah. place somehow, and then that's going to cause those situations where you get those bad penalties. So. And, and now we don't yeah. have uh, Barb Underhill, so who's going to help him with his skating? So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of I wonder know. if that's really the issue. And it could also be his head. His head is also not fast enough, you know, mentally yeah. Um, yeah. to make the quick. And being, and I think too, being from here again, pressure, some players, yeah. it's different. Uh, yeah. That they put on themselves right. even more so yes. than Leeds yeah. Nation does. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, they still consider him being a big part. Uh, who knows? Maybe like, let's just say once everybody's back and healthy, hopefully he comes back from the COVID protocol and they um, maybe they send him down to the Marlies for a little bit to just to get going, hopefully a little bit. And um, and then maybe come playoff time because he's a big body, like maybe like he'll he'll be that grinding type of player in the playoffs. Maybe it'll yeah, work out. Yeah, that's true that because, way. you know, as everyone's always saying, the game is different in the playoffs. So maybe yeah. Yeah. that with his size the, and that, you know, the, yeah. the more plodding type of grindy game will lend itself more to his game and then he'll be able to shine there. That's just true. That's a good point. So I hope that is yeah. the case. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm-hmm. All right. What's so your bad? My bad is probably something that's weighing on most of our, uh, all of our Leafs Nation collective minds is the the blown uh, third period and just blown leads in general. Um, obviously, that's not something we want to still be seeing at this stage, and it's it's it just brings back a lot of bad memories. However, yeah, when I was thinking about this. There could be a silver lining with it in the sense that they are getting practice getting over this. So if they get a little better, the whole thing is that in the end is, is that you win the game, right? So yeah, the fact that they're not giving up on any of them is a good sign. Um, 
And learning to win these games, I think, is also important. So whereas last year, it was pretty easy for them and they didn't have that much adversity. Maybe this is um, going to pay off for them. Even though, interestingly, you know, when you heard uh, Sheldon Keefe's comments about this, uh, he was asked if this is worrying him. And he basically said flat out in a very short answer, no. That's all he said. Yeah. And I think maybe it's for that reason, because, um, you know, this is this is where you develop the skill to come back and still finish it off, even when you allow things to kind of, you know, uh, because the thing in, is, in some ways, you're going to play good, good teams and good teams are going to be able to push back. So you need to not just completely lose your mind. And give up. You need to be able to finish even when it's I would, the chips are down. I would like to see. I would like to see that type of game. Let's just say, I don't know, I guess maybe Saturday's game or even versus the Avs or Vegas. I would like to see them play Boston, even if it's a regular season yeah. game, play the Bruins and come back and win. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a huge, even if it's regular season, I think that would be a huge thing for for the mental mm-hmm. state. But in some ways, I think this whole COVID situation too has messed up, has affected them. So I think like, and it's not just, no, us, no, obviously, like but yeah, just, just the whole thing, the postponed games, the messed up schedule. Um, and other Canadian teams have been like, they've been horrible, I guess, since coming back from the break. Cause it's, although I saw, I don't understand why is there fans in the building in Alberta? I thought that they didn't have any, fans either but i guess they have limited capacity i don't know i was watching the the game versus Ed, it was edmonton and mm-hmm. ottawa on the weekend and they had fans well there. each province Lots. controls it right so so they can decide to do that they don't yeah. care as much there but i mean they've <laughs> I part of so, it is but, their healthcare um, system is a little different because it's that public private so you know they oh, okay. they're they're public capacity is probably not great but if they if you can afford it you can still get you know, more help there. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the ugly mm-hmm. here. Um, all right. The ugly, these two have been on here too many times, but something has to be done with the Muzzin and Hall pairing. That's my ugly. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just not the same as the previous, like last season or the previous seasons that, uh, and I think it's been enough time to figure it out we're almost at the halfway point Mm -hmm. of the season and um they're just slow and uh they're playing obviously they're playing the hardest minutes against the top lines of the other of the other team but um I don't know if Kyle Dubas is going to do anything at the deadline I think he definitely has to find personally I think he has to find somebody to play with Muzzin Hall can go on I'm debating between Hall and Dermot as to which one is not um which one is the better of the two? Because um, even Dermot, I've, I've not been impressed with uh, with his play a lot. Um, he had he was okay with Sandine, but then Sandine because of the salary cap apparently they couldn't play him that one game and they put Lilligren in. I think that was versus St. Louis. I think it was, and um, and then he was kind of like all over the place. Dermot was, but um, but yeah, no, I think. I think with Muzzin and Hall, like, I don't know. Well, I think... I mean, we've been saying with Muzzin that he's been injured since the beginning of the year. We said it, right? Like, we ju- he just hasn't been himself. And um, 
Yeah. And like the other night against St. Louis, like he could have got the puck out and he kind of like whiffed on it, as they yeah. said. They He kind of like got it almost to the blue line, but not quite. And it normally if it was, if he was himself, he would have got that puck out. But um, well, I think, yeah, and Hall, Hall now is in pro- COVID right. protocol. So I don't know, maybe that'll. So with Dermot, <laughs> I think part of the problem is, is that depending on who they he's with, he's flip-flopping mm-hmm. sides. Hall doesn't have that excuse. Right. So yes, that's yeah. not easy to do. I that's think true. play the the, yeah. the right side one night and the left side the other night, you know, that's. Yeah. So I think yeah. you got to give him a bit of a pass for that. And the fact that they right. will do that with him, they're not doing that with Hall. He's staying on on his no. side, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's the, the yeah. case with Dermot. I don't know. I see Dermot has, you know, some skill sets with the breakouts and stuff that are that Hall. I don't think is quite the same or as good at. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I would personally well. see. Dermot is more of an asset because at least they trust him enough to flip-flop him like that, even though it's not yeah. necessarily going to be the greatest for him. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's like, I don't... I, and the, the fact that you mentioned that, you know, they're playing the toughest minutes, like, I, I suppose that's the real thing, is that they you know, you would think that they would maybe want to remove them from those matchups. However, we don't have anybody else that kind of plays like that, that can do that. So that is the kicker. And that is sort of what they have to address when the trade deadline comes, because they need, they need somebody that can handle those types of matchups, right? Yeah, Lilligren played okay. Yeah, he's um, actually pretty good. With Muzzin on with Muzzin on Saturday. I mean, obviously, again, like you were saying with Dermot and switching him, like switching pairings and all that with defense, it's very different when it comes to having your yeah. partner. Because you uh, need to know where to. that person is and you need yeah. to really have trust in them, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll stop with the Muzzin Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll have address that ad nauseum this season, unfortunately. Yes. We'll go on so to your, mine is your ugly. Kind of a sad, sad, sad case of Peter Mrazek. I feel really sorry for this guy in a way because he's another one that I'm sure this is not how he thought it was going to go. He is a guy that traditionally has been in like the, the up there with the top goalies. Uh, for the games that he played, but now he's sitting, you know, at around, you know, skirting the the four the goals yes. against average or the save percentage? the goals against Whatever. average yeah. of four, goals which is average, yeah, not good. And especially the fi- the yeah. last game he played, where he let he only had eighteen shots. Um, that was against Arizona. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it's. I mean, I knew from the beginning, like I think we mentioned this uh, a few months ago when we first got him, the injury history, I just remember him with the Red Wings and he was, I mean, and that's prior to him being with Carolina, but he he had the injuries, but not, and I mean, this whole COVID situation again has thrown everything <laughs> out the window when it, because he was coming back, he seemed to play well. And then, uh, and then we had this extended COVID break over Christmas, but Three years at three point eight million is could end up being quite an issue for uh, for us again. And um, again, not a 
doesn't see, unless I mean there is still the last half of the season mm-hmm. here. Well, and there's going to be so many games, so they're yeah. not going to be yeah. able to play and, Campbell for all of them because they're they're going to be trying to get in yeah. as many games as possible. So that's that is yeah. the the thing because he has not been able to get any traction with the games and with exactly. this whole yeah. layoff situation. I actually think it's bad for all of them, for both of them, because I mean, uh, Campbell hasn't been his best self over this last little bit with the games that he's been in yeah. too, because they're just not getting enough regular right. play. So, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, they. I did read an article about Morazic where they were giving the options of what to do with him, and I mean, they said that they could waive him, yeah. but I'm like, you can't risk waiving him because who are we going to have as a backup, then? right? <laughs> Hutchinson, we're not going to go back to well, that. Well, maybe it obviously. was maybe it'd be Joseph Wall because he performed pretty yeah, well. But he he, yeah, but unfortunately he just oh, got he injured. See, he's another day. one that has yes. the injury troubles, can't stay yeah. healthy. And then um, obviously the other thing is trade. But I mean, who's going to want like the sample size and the injury with Morazic now? Like, who's going to want to trade for him with that three years at three point eight million? Right. But um, yeah, so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a ugly situation there. But like we said, it were we're still only close to the halfway point of the season, mm-hmm. and hopefully things will turn around soon. But uh, yeah, thankfully though, over the past couple of weeks, there's been a few positive moments that made our ladies talking Leafs highlight reel. So let's get into that. Let's roll. All it. right. So at number three, uh, we just t- mentioned him a little bit, Jack Campbell. Uh, his highlight reel save versus Colorado on Devon Taves, where there was all kinds of chaos in front of the net, but somehow Jack tracked the puck through the crowd and dove across to stop a sure goal. That was incredible. Oh, yeah. And he's had several moments like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely and deserving. That was a great description. <laughs> and the only thing we need to add for to it was Naz standing at the side of the net and he put his hands up like this. Thinking that so it was going at in. right now. Yes, but no, well, no, he couldn't believe it sort of thing. He had his hands up beside his head. It was hilarious. I loved it with Naz there, but, um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely, he definitely deserves being on our highlight reel for most of, uh, Ladies Talking Leafs highlights. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He gets picked a lot for a reason. We loved, yes, and, uh, and a belated happy birthday to him too. It was his birthday Last week, I think it was. Happy I birthday, saw it there, Jack. but um, yeah, happy birthday, Jack! And congrats again to him for being named on the All Star. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, yeah, I am one other thing though for Campbell. I am thinking that he might be hitting a wall a little bit with, like you were saying, um, with the Morazic situation where he's giving up a lot of goals lately, but that might be due to workload too, or not enough mm-hmm. workload, or just right. inconsistent. So, uh, like but- it's just. I think goalies are kind of like pitchers in a way that they need the regular schedule a little bit more. Um, Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we need Morazic to pick it up for him too, to help him out. Yeah. All right. So number two on the highlight reel, Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel is somebody we've already talked about. It's William Nylander. But Willie is just continuing his great play this season, like we said earlier. And um, he's second on the team in points with 36. And the highlight reel moment is his shootout winner versus Vegas. So he's just showing, he was showing the confidence and the speed he had going in before 
he was kind of faking the shot. I kind of replayed the goal a few times and I saw him kind of fake the shot and then making a couple of slick stick moves. And then it was just incredible. And then he, he shot it past Le- Leonard. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say about Willie Wood that we've already. No, he's, he's doing it all. Yeah. Uh, he and he, like we said, has really expanded his game, but he's still a great game breaker, which is why he can do stuff like that with that shootout goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And number one on our highlight reel is, of course, Austin Matthews. Who else? <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> um, he set the Maple Leafs record versus the Coyotes by scoring a goal in nine straight road games. Now, I guess that's kind of easy to do right now because they're on the road all the time. But <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if True, you're going to yeah. score in a row anyways. But uh, yes, so nine yeah. straight goals. But he's done it. And that was uh, in versus Colorado. He scored twice in a span of 33 seconds. So this was his 45th career multi-goal game, one shy of Ovechkin, who has 46 for the most amount of all for the most amount, all players since he entered the NHL in 2016, 2017. He just continues to roll. Yeah, that was from Sportsnet. Mm -hmm. That's why I I got still tongue-tied there when I but I wrote it out exactly from Sportsnet stats on Twitter um, with his 45th career multi-goal game but um, yeah that's incredible I mean Ovechkin has 46 but I mean he's been in the league for God knows yeah, how long right? I, was, so, I think it's safe to say he's going to crush that record yeah yeah <laughs> and now also Austin is now in 11th spot in Maple Leaf history with 223 goals um and most likely he'll get in the top 10 this season because he's only seven seven goals behind Ted Kennedy who has uh 230 goals in 10 spots so wow yeah he just continue yeah like that's pretty that's incredible oh yeah wow yeah that's amazing so yeah um hopefully he'll be a leaf for a long time and we'll be able to crush that record too. So yeah. anyways, it is really good news um, that he loves being a leaf, as he said, and we're hopeful that he stays here for a long time. You know, with the whole thing with Arizona, when they go there, the question always comes up about, you know, is he going to want to play there? Um, we both have our yeah. opinions on that. But after the game, of course, he was asked. And he said, I really, really enjoy playing in Toronto. I really believe in this team. I love the passion the city brings, Leafs Nation, and all that comes with it. And so he's a big game player, and he should be in a big game market. And I think we can agree that, you know, yeah. Arizona ain't that. So, of For course, sure. <laughs> we also love being part of Leafs Nation and the passion that we bring. And we have a lot more to talk about in the third period. So let's get to that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the third period. Um, so my topic for the third period here is if we're any closer to having that killer instinct that Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan said that we were missing at the end of last season's playoff uh disaster basically um versus the haves um yeah because uh, we all know leafs nation out there listeners we all know it's all about the playoffs we're t- that's what we're turning up for and um yeah i'm just wondering right now we're almost at the halfway point again and wondering like for that killer instinct who has it who needs to get more of it and sheldon keeps what role like i i was just trying to I guess, dive into that a little bit. So for me, 
like to me, there's no doubt like Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, and Marner. Like even they had it last year too. Yeah, that's but, the thing I was just going to say is that. Yeah. It all depends yeah. on if that, something is going to mentally shift for them in the playoffs, because yeah. that's what seems to happen in some cases or has had yes. in the pa- has happened in the yeah. past. The thing with Marner, though, the thing with Marner, he's a little bit different because I think he actually cares too much, like the way oh, they, they've sure. said this before in the yeah, media. That's it's. And I don't that, think it's ever been a question of him not caring. It's it's the opposite. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the opposite, and. I don't know. All this pressure seems to be on, I guess, this, for this season. Everything seems to be focused on him, not so much on Matthews, Nylander, and Tavares. Everything, all Leafs Nation seems to be focusing on Marner. And he's only played, he, he, he has 21, well, I didn't add in the couple of points he got. Maybe he's 23 points now in 27 games around there um, that he's played. So he hasn't, um, you know, it has to be, yeah, around 27 games. But um, he... <laughs> I don't know, that collective group. And then you have to add in, I added in Riley, Brody, and Kerfoot. Kerfoot really is the one that I've noticed that, I mean, he's had an excellent season this year. Mm-hmm. Like he's really brought his game. But last, and again, I guess it's similar to Willie from last year's playoffs. He really, he showed he's a playoff player too. I thought Kerfoot did last year. But, and he just is so versatile too. But I think he has that playoff mentality mm-hmm. as well. I think he's taken, we take him for granted a little bit in Leafs Nation. We don't really talk about him enough. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I also think, though, that Sheldon Keefe's words after the game versus Arizona, mm-hmm. where he said about the conditioning, like, I think that might be a way for him that he's trying to bring out that killer instinct. Because, I definitely agree like, that that the yeah. way he is approaching it and the demands that he's putting on the team in these little ways. And, and it's not always what he says. Sometimes it's what he doesn't say. And sometimes it's who he doesn't mention, you know, like in his comments yeah. that he's kind of putting the, these placing these little embers underneath these guys hoping that they're going to, it's going to spark something, you yeah. know, when the time comes. Uh, I do agree that, that he is. Yeah. Uh, because his quote there too, like after the conditioning, he said, clearly we've got to find ways to be rising to the occasion at the right times rather than falling flat. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he said after, and that's playing against the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, okay, when you're sending that message into the, media mm-hmm. out there um to me it just it it kind of i thought of the killer instinct anyways with that with that like to because you would think a, a team mind you i think it was i think they played colorado right after us arizona did and colorado won but it was in a shootout mm-hmm. so i mean it's not like other other People were saying, oh, if it was Tampa, they wouldn't, they would have blown them out or whatever, right? But you got to think we play back to back. Yeah. And I, and I don't that. think but, that's um, necessarily the case because we've all seen games where you play like a bottom feeder and they just throw everything at you defensively, you know, because that's what yes, they have to yeah. do to try to eke out a win or, or keep it close. And anything can happen in a game like that. So that, that doesn't necessarily, yeah. I don't think that it's that like the, game uh, is necessarily going to be that meaningful in the bigger scheme of things. 
It's like the e-bug, right? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so we won't mention any more names. But uh, anyhow, I just thought it was interesting, the... Uh, this this whole idea of the killer instinct again. Um, well, I mean, to kind of visited halfway at the halfway point because they always say like the regular season, like we're it's basically like a practice, a tune up mm. to get to the playoffs. Right? Well, that's they're, why they're, I think that going through more of a difficult time playing these good teams, maybe not necessarily walking away with wins. That's all. That's important because you need yeah. to have it, the reps to find different ways to to win and hopefully they're going to come out on the positive more times than not and and kind of figure that out um but i do i i think that there's a couple other players that i would want to mention here uh i think mikhaev is is a person that it could come out um on top in that kind of respect, because I think he's yeah. another guy that's on a mission and somehow he seems to have found his scoring touch of late and is getting himself in those dirty areas. So he's somebody who's kind of like last year really disappeared. Um, but he was coming back from things in the previous year as well. This year, I kind of will be watching him to see, um, just how he performs. That's one guy. Another person that I think is sort of playing a little differently than he has in the past is Brody. He's like got a little bit more of a scoring touch. He is a very dependable guy. I'm kind of wondering if, if he is uh, potentially an X factor kind of on the D. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely uh, TJ Brody is, I mean, lately he's, he was unbelievable. He had a four-game point I know. streak, and I think, was going like forever right, since so. he had scored before that. So, yeah. Um, yeah and Mikheyev, I think, is we better take advantage of anything that he's giving sure. us, like improvements right now, because I don't think he's here after, by the sounds of it, he's not here after this year. Yeah. Um, and well, that's exactly what I mean. Up. So, you know, he's yeah. he's got something to prove. And uh, yeah. he is, yeah. I think, someone who potentially could, you know, sneak up on people. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, All kind right. of, what's your uh, my third, third period? period topic, topic, which I think actually sort of has to do with this um, killer instinct um, thing. Is I read an article in the Athletic about the way the Marlies are handling and developing their rookies a little bit differently this year. And I think it's actually to help develop some of this killer instinct in that they are not being shielded uh, in minutes um, as much as they have been in the past. And they are kind of being thrown into the fire and played in all kinds of situations. And, and they're, basically being taught from the get-go how to become and how to be pros. So if they're not doing well, they're getting benched. If they're doing well, they're being put out in extra situations. Um, so like, for example, Abramov and um, SDA, I'm not going to try to say his name. Semyander yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Argudchinsev. I don't know. Anyways, those well, are the two one. guys that... Um, the article really keyed in on and how they are um, being, they're trying to really motivate them to, you know, be consistent, to get stronger, to, um, to basically 
talk to them every game. They've got an open door policy where these guys can um, approach coaching staff and discuss anything. And um, they're going over lots of tape with them and they're not being shielded from anything. So I I kind of feel like this is something that they're trying to develop this sort of kind of mental toughness earlier on, yeah. not just their skills on the on the on the ice. So what do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, I think too that a lot of it comes from uh Haley Wickenheiser yeah. too being the uh I guess being the leader in 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 development of our younger players. That sounds a lot like her and what she uh, and what she would w- wants. And um, yeah, no. And even that. Um, what's the kid's name? Is it Steve? Yeah. Alex Steve. Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he played the other day and, and like he there again, like you said, they're just throwing him out in all situations. And he's I believe he scored the game winning goal. And um, yeah, I mean, the Marlies are. They, they've been doing better lately and I think the the that way I'd I'd like to well not not now because we have this uh COVID issue sort of but eventually uh and they went through the worst absolute worst COVID issue I think in the American Hockey League from mm-hmm. the sounds of it the Marlies did so getting through all that they've had a lot of adversity that way and just um yeah, I mean their their development is is a key to be to making it on on the big club too, right? So mm-hmm. um I don't know. I guess the I also read in that article Sil sent it to me, to me in piecemeal a little bit, but I did manage to see that they when I was reading it there was a um there was a part about the nutrition mm-hmm. as well that they were um that I think it was that SDA mm-hmm. <laughs> It was either him or Abramov that they were like, you know, we didn't really like the food that they were suggesting, but um, but that part of it has made a difference for them as well. So it's even off the ice in 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 what they're uh, in their meals. Well, yeah, and, that, and they're that the, paired the, up the with changed. certain veterans and stuff so that they can learn, you yeah, know, the habits too. that yeah. they need to, um, you know, as far as getting the rest that they need, eating right, all of that, you know. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them is um, lives with uh, Christians Rubens, and he demands that they be at the rink two hours before uh, practice so that they can be in the weight room. So all of these kinds of things, they're yeah. really trying to make sure because I think the Leafs realize that they're banking on skill. So they're picking up these skilled players. They wanted to round them out all around the edges and that's the only way they're going to have a steady stream of guys that can come in on the cheap, you know, when they need to. So it's yeah. important yeah. for the club. Yeah. When you when you say the weight room, too, I mean, most of Leafs Nation probably knows like the draft picks that we are smaller mm-hmm. and these and these they're smaller. Right. So when it comes to the weight room, like and 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 just bulking up a little bit like that's something that uh, it's it was good to hear that. Um too sort of thing because obviously you need the difference between the AHL and the NHL and the and the strength and and that that's involved. You can have all the skill, but you need some size mm-hmm. too. And um, I mean, you even look at a guy. You look at a guy like Willie, mm-hmm. like Willie to start. I mean, I think that was part of his development too, right from the mm-hmm. start. And like now, you could tell he's like, 
obviously he's a grown man and he's really he's stronger a lot stronger right now but uh yeah a lot stronger but by making them stronger with the marley like in the marley system now like a lot of that i think it will help once they once they come up to the leafs and hopefully have a have a good career there but um but yeah, no, that's uh, that's true about the about the Marlies and the and the killer instinct. But um, so, what do we got? Well, let's uh, let's take a look at that? what we got coming up on in the schedule. Again, it's very spotty yeah. and very confusing as to what's going on most of the time. <laughs> it's it's a very yeah. slim, let's just say, schedule of games coming up for the Leafs over the next couple of weeks. They have a total of five games. <laughs> and one of them is a home game versus Anaheim. And uh, we don't know if they're going to have, they're going to be able to play because um, of the government uh, COVID restrictions at that point, or if there's going to be any fans. Um, but that's still kind of on the, on the docket right now. Um, yeah. yeah. And they, um, they play the Rangers and the Islanders this week. Um, and the Islanders game was supposed to be played here, but they've switched that and it's going to be played in New York. Um, and then there's a home game. Um, oh, the home game, which was supposed to be here on Saturday is going to be played in April sometime. So, um, it, it here in Toronto. So yeah, the following week, they're supposed to be play the Ducks at home. That's the one that Sil was just mentioning. And then they go on the road again to play the Red Wings and the Devils on February 1st, which is the last game before the All-Star break. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just a little bit worried about all these games that are postponed and how they're going to be jammed in. Um, and I don't know if these restrictions aren't relaxed a bit, like it's just gonna, it's just a little bit of chaos for, I mean, it's chaos for us as fans and doing a show mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to keep organized ourselves as to what's going on. And you can imagine for the players, right? They got a obviously that's their job and what they're what they're doing so i don't know we'll see how it uh goes well we just hope that the the peak uh for covid happens soon and then it just starts coming down and then hopefully by march um things will be you know kind of opening up nicely so we'll just have to wait and see and i guess uh try to be as patient as possible so before we go, uh, we have said at the opening that we have a big announcement to, to make, and that is the announcement of the winner of our holiday giveaway. So again, we want to thank our sponsor and friends at Summer Fresh who are giving $50 worth of coupons to try their delicious salads, dips, and dressings. Summer Fresh products are handcrafted in small batches and made with simple ingredients that you can find in your own kitchen. Yeah, and we also want to thank Damien Cox, who is giving away a copy of his latest book, um, A League of Our Own, the story of the NHL's first Can- all-Canadian division. And the winner is <laughs> Melissa Brow. So we were ha- <laughs> we were happy to find out that Melissa is a Leafs fan and her family loves hockey. So congratulations, Melissa. And uh, for our audience, be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to find out when we have our next giveaway. Our handle is at LTL1917. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Melissa. And thank you so much for entering. So 
Another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us and buy a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. You can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. As always, thank you to our healthcare workers and everything they do. Uh, thank you for listening. And please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can find us on Facebook podcasts, and you can also listen to us from our website, our new website. Check it out. Uh, we're going to have more content um, added to there shortly, but um, check it out for now. It's ladiestalkingleafs.com. And uh, one more thing, too, is that if you listen on Spotify, you can rate and review our show there. So please do rate and review if you are a Spotify listener. So stay safe and well, everybody. And we'll have more Leaf Talk for you in a couple of weeks. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.